Welcome to the voice of Christian Liberty and Homeschools.org, the radio ministry emanating from our beautiful 12-acre campus and historic 200,000-square-foot building in the heart of Arlington Heights. For over 54 years, this ministry has continued to build upon the historical riches of God's wisdom and knowledge and the labors of hundreds of faithful servants. If you are looking for a God-honoring school, consider Christian Liberty Academy. Students attend our on-campus academy in Arlington Heights, coming from all over Chicagoland. We are minutes from the Metra train line. And parents, if you are desiring to nurture your children in your home with a Christ-centered curriculum, we serve thousands of families throughout the world through our home education program and services. We have pioneered the modern homeschool movement, and we can help you from a single book to a complete curriculum. You are about to hear from the depths and archives of this historically rich and yet culturally relevant institution as we seek to inspire and encourage you in your walk of faith. Get ready to hear your host, speaker, teacher, and author, Audrey Marie Hessler. Welcome, friends. This is Audrey Marie, the voice of Christian Liberty. And I'm here with my faithful producer, Dan Hartsaw, at our academy in Arlington Heights, outside of Chicagoland. And as always, we welcome you, if you're in the area, to come visit our academy. We are a preschool through high school academy. We have a wonderful preschool department here. We have an elementary school all the way through eighth grade. We have eighth grade class graduates from here, a high school class graduates from here, and we have a homeschool department. We're just one busy academy here. But also, we're a homeschool program. So we minister in every sense involving the words education, and we've been open since last year, and we continue to be open. So we welcome you. Come visit us. And, you know, we had someone come visit us just because I mentioned that we have wonderful um, murals in our building. So if you're not a person with children and you honestly would just like to come in and see, we have an art show that will be going on. We have theater here. We do a lot of fun, creative things, and we honor our God who is the creator here. So if you're in the area and you'd just like to see our murals, just stop in and say hello or look us up if you'd like to know more about who we are. Well, today I'd like to talk about trials. And uh, actually, I've been on two juries involving trials. And one of the times when I was on a jury, uh, actually both times when I was on the jury, I was one time the witness to a crime, but two times I was on a jury and I was the foreman. And I recall that after I had been on this one trial that I had to stand up and pronounce the person guilty of a crime and that they were going to be sentenced to jail. So that's that's one version of a trial. If you're in the Chicagoland area, I know for at least this area that if you're a voting person, you will be called to do some form of court duty and one of the times when I was called to do court duty, and it was in a different county, uh, they used a system where you had to come every single day for a week. So if the first day you didn't get picked to be uh, on a jury, you'd had to come back the second day. And then if you didn't get picked the second day, you had to come back the third day. And if you didn't get picked the third day, you came back the fourth and finally the fifth. And so actually I was in, in it, living in a different county at the time, and so I went the first day and didn't get picked, the second day and didn't get picked. Third, fourth, and fifth. Finally, on the fifth day, at the last hour, I got picked to be on a jury for a trial. And then I was the 13th person picked, so I was just the alternate. And then at the last minute, 
one of the people who had been chosen to be on the jury had to step away. So I became one of the 12 members of that jury who then had to listen to a trial for a robbery. And in the end, I became the foreman and I did stand up and pronounce that person guilty. So what am I talking about today? I'm talking about trials, and there's an example of a trial. And whatever trial you might be going through, because there are a variety of type of trials that any of us could be going through at any time, even the literal trial where you're in a courtroom, if you're in a trial, what are you going to be found, innocent or guilty? You know, all trials are testing. They're testing you or testing someone. And so as I was on that jury, I was part of a trial to test whether this person was innocent or guilty. Well, one of the things we know that, in a sense, living on this earth is one large trial. It is the trial of who you are. Will you accept the fact in humility that you need a Savior, that you cannot make it out of planet earth, stepping into eternity without a Savior? You cannot bring who you are your degrees or your talents or your gifts when your last day of breath is on this earth and say, I am good enough to have eternal life. This world in many ways is a trial of that. Will you accept in humility that you need a savior? So we might say just from the day we're born, we're already born into a trial. But the Lord also talks about just the trials of our faith and the trials of life. And in James 1, verses 2 through 4, it says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect results, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So I like this verse because it's saying that if you are going through a trial, and you know, actually I've known other people who have been called to be on juries, and actually just being called to be on a jury, that in itself can be a trial. And you, you, you're not the person being tried in the case, but having to just be on the jury can be quite a trial for a person. But the Lord says, whatever it might be, if you're going through a trial, if you're going through a trial because of marital problems, if you're going through a trial because you don't have a job, if you're going through a trial because of testing involving your children, if you're going through a trial because of finances, if you're going through a trial because of COVID, all the issues that COVID have brought around, whether it's loneliness, illness, um, anything that we've been deprived of through this time, the Lord says, oh my goodness, the Lord says, consider it all joy. My brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Think of that right now. Whatever trial you have faced, and we could say that this pandemic, pandemic has certainly tried Christians, the testing of your faith is a good thing, the Lord says. It, impro- it produces endurance. But then again, are you going to be found faithful? Is this testing going to find you a faithful Christian? Is it producing in you endurance that you will go the long road with Jesus Christ, believing that God's good in the midst of every circumstance and that he'll be good to you? And the Lord says, so let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Well, of course, we know we don't become perfect people, but we become perfected. Because we're called as Christians to mature, to grow up, to not always be a baby. You know, I'm part of a large academy here, and 
I loved seeing the little children. They're so sweet. And, of course, they're not always sweet, right? We know that. But they're, they're maturing. They're growing up. And so wise adults, parents, and teachers help them so that they might become perfected or matured. And so the Lord says that's what trials does for you. It perfects you. It matures you. And so it says consider it joy. Consider it all joy, friends, when you encounter trials. And certainly I, I don't think anyone this past year with everything that's occurred in terms of uh, COVID and having to, some people having to quarantine. I had to actually be involved with a quarantine for a while. And I, whatever your perspective on this, you know, some people are very willing to wear a mask. Some people are very anti the mask. Some people feel that many Christians have been too many sheep. Some people don't. You know, friends, how about this? How about we each stand before God for who we are? Let yourself stand before God for the person you are. God is always looking at your heart. And so the Lord says, consider it all joy when you encounter your trials and let your trial produce the right faith in you. And so in 1 Peter, there's a verse that says, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Oh my goodness, suffer grief. Certainly not something we want. I was a grief counselor for many years. We don't look to be in grief, do we? And of course that word grief when I was a grief counselor had to do with people who lose a loved one. But we suffer grief in many areas. You don't have to have lost a loved one to know what grief is. But I'll tell you a fun story from when I was doing grief ministry. And I have shared this before on this radio show, but it's such a good story. I think I'll share it again. I, I was doing a grief ministry. I was leading it. And we had been together, this small group, for some time. There were, I think, about six or eight of us. And a woman asked if she could join the group. And I said, well, sure. And why don't I said to everyone, why don't you say why you're here in the group so that she can get to know you? And so each of us went around. And since it was a grief group, each person said who they had lost in their life and how they were in the group and how God was dealing with their heart over it. And so each person said about who they had lost, a a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, a child. And then we came to the last person who had just joined the group that day, and she said, oh, my goodness, I feel so much better. She said, every single one of you have had someone die in your life. She said, I've had no one die in my life. And then I looked at her and I said, oh, this is a grief ministry group. That's the reason we get together is to help people because someone has died in their life. And she jumped up, and she was so happy, and she said, oh, I'm so fortunate. No one has died in my life. I'm in the wrong group. I was supposed to be here for something else tonight. And when she told me what it was, I pointed her to where it was. And the Lord had used that for her to see, yes, you're facing sadness, but you're not facing the grief of death. So often when we think of grief, we do usually put that with the idea that someone has died in our life. But when the Lord talks about grief, it comes in all forms. There are many forms of grief. We can just have the grief of the loss of a pet or the loss of a friend who has to move away or the loss of a job. So it does come in other ways. But of course, the greatest form of grief is almost always death because that's permanent. But friends, we have a permanent answer through the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm Audrey Marie. I'm talking about trials and the trials we face. And the Lord says that we're to count it all joy when trials come upon us. Because trials produce endurance and the perfecting of who we are.
So everyone will face trials, and today I'm encouraging you that you can make it through yours. I'm Audra Marie, the voice of Christian Liberty. I'm going to continue this after the break. But right now, I'd like you to think, well, what is the greatest trial I'm facing right now? What is it? And let's see what God might want to put in your heart today. I'll be right back after this break. This is Audra Marie, the voice of Christian Liberty. Hello, I'm Pastor Calvin Lindstrom. Christian education is expensive. And here at Christian Liberty Academy, we want to find a way to help families get their children out of the public school system. If God has blessed you financially, would you please consider meeting with me and my team and become a supporter of Operation Exodus to help families get their children out of the public school system? I'm looking for help from the Christian business community and other Christians with the heart and resources to help pave the way for Christian families to give their children a quality, Christ-centered education. Here at Christian Liberty, we take no government money and we never will. Our staff work here because they want to make a difference in their students' lives. They don't work here for high pay and the promise of a big pension. We need your help to win the battle for the minds of children. Visit ChristianLiberty.com to participate financially in this exodus or to meet with me. Call 847-262-6761. That's 847-262-6761. Welcome back, friends. This is Audrey Marie, the voice of Christian Liberty. And I've been talking today about trials And there isn't anyone who's a Christian who's been a Christian longer than a few minutes (laughs) who hasn't had to face a trial. And, you know, fortunately, some people really do give their life to the Lord at a very young age. I've interviewed them. You can look at some of our previous interviews at ChristianLiberty.com. And that's that's quite a blessing, especially when a person gives their life to the Lord as a young person and really never uh, swerves from it. And sometimes those people will say, well, I don't have a great testimony. Nothing dramatic ever happened. And I think, well, think of all the trials you passed and you never knew you were passing them all along because your testimony is that you never went down any wrong path. And maybe your story is not as dramatic, but it's it's one of the best stories there is to say, I've followed the Lord since a child and I've continued on. But then that's not everyone's story. And certainly there was a time in my life where I was a prodigal and I've interviewed prodigals and You know, those stories do get more dramatic, but every story of faith is an important story. And today I'm talking about trials. And I even mentioned in the first half of this broadcast that I've been on juries and had to pronounce, uh, one time I had to pronounce a person guilty of a crime and they were sentenced to jail for it. And another time I just had to pronounce an announcement of uh, whether or not we felt someone should be awarded money. And another time I was actually a witness to a crime and I had to be part of uh, a jury deciding whether my testimony was valid. And in the end, it did turn out that they felt that my testimony was very strong. You know, trials are a part of a testimony and a testimony means something has passed the test. So if you're going through a trial, it often becomes your testimony. How did the Lord provide for you? How did the Lord show you a way? How did the Lord give you what you needed at that time? Guidance, provision, love, friendship. I was just sharing with some people earlier that I had once prayed that God would give me a nice Christian neighbor. We were moving. I didn't really want to move, but I felt if the Lord would put a nice Christian neighbor in our home next to us that it would be an encouragement to me. And sure enough, the good Lord did. And 
years later, they have moved, we have moved again, and they're still our friends. So all kinds of things can be a trial in life, not just the literal trial of going to a courtroom. And uh, one of the things I read on the first half of this broadcast is a very famous verse about trials from James 1, verses 2 through 4, where it says, Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance And then let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The Lord does not hold back trials from us. He will allow us to be tested, and he has a plan in them. You know, often I think if you're going through something, you should ask, Lord, is this what you are doing? You are giving me a trial. And is it just because you feel you you need to perfect your children, you need to mature them, You need to bring them into the likeness of the firstborn, Jesus Christ. And then you need to say, Lord, is there something I have done? You know, if there's something you have done to bring this trial upon you, then it's wise to say, Lord, please forgive me for having done that. But sometimes trials will come just because the Lord will mature his children. Just as I am part of a large academy here, and as I mentioned too, we've been open. This school has been open with hundreds of children in this building since last fall. You know, we use wisdom here. This is the time of the COVID, but we're open. And by following wisdom about how to take care of each other, we have had a very successful school year as we go now into spring towards summer. And so uh, that was a trial in many ways that we would choose during this time of what's called a pandemic, that we would still open our school. And by faith, we trusted the Lord that he could lead us down this journey. And so we can count it all joy that he perfected us as we've been going forward, and we've learned endurance through it. We've learned as a group of people here who have welcomed children into the building to endure during this time, to continue to trust. And so let me read another verse about trials. It's First Peter 4.12. It says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials, which will try you. Don't think it as some strange thing happening in your life. But don't we sometimes feel that way? When you're going through a trial, you kind of feel like, oh, gosh, why am I going through this? And the Lord's saying, well, don't think it's strange. But instead, rejoice in the, to the extent that you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. You know, the other verse I read where it said, Consider it all joy when trials come upon you. That's from James 1, verses 2 through 4. Um, This verse says in 1 Peter, Don't think it's strange concerning fiery trials. Well, we do. We tend to. But we can, not always, but at times we'll think, Oh, why me? Something to that effect. But the Lord says, friends, again, he's saying rejoice, rejoice that you partake in Christ's sufferings. Now, I was saying that sometimes trials come upon us because we've done something wrong. We're in this difficult situation because we should not have done that. And you could think of plenty of things that we all could have done that we shouldn't have done, and now we have a trial. We spoke about something we shouldn't have done. We gossiped. We were unfaithful. We were dishonest. Whatever it might be, we didn't. We just didn't do what the Lord commanded. We didn't do what we were supposed to. And now we've got a trial. Well, if you're in that type of trial, the first part to get that trial to truly perfect you is to say, "I'm sorry." 
say I'm sorry to the Lord. And if there's a person you're to say I'm sorry to, say I'm sorry to them and, and receive the forgiveness that God himself is always willing to give to you. But trials will come upon us whether we've done, and we could have many trials in our life and it has nothing to do with we did something wrong. Trials will come upon us because we are on this fallen earth. So the Lord says in 1 Peter 4, so don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trials, which are to try you. In other words, to see who you are as a Christian. You know, as a teacher who spent many years in the classroom, I try, I'll put that in quotes, students by testing them to see if they're being perfected and what's occurring. And so God, in a perfect way, not in the imperfect way that parents or teachers might do it, God, in a perfect way, will allow us to be tried. And he won't test us beyond what we can endure. That's a promise of God. So don't think it's strange when you have to face trials. And it says, rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. It's true, friends, that some of our trials are simply because we are Christians. But then the Lord says, well, be grateful, be excited, be happy, because you are partaking in Christ's sufferings. You know, I did some volunteer volunteer work with the, uh, one of the groups that helps the persecuted church. And actually, uh, I was supposed to go to Nigeria, and then they had to cancel the trip. And and I could never say that what I know, my Nigerian brothers and sisters or other people who live as Christians in dangerous parts of the world, I could never say that I've gone through the trials and suffering they have gone through. But that doesn't mean that here in the United States where I live, there isn't true trials for Christians. Perhaps some of our trials are by just not going along with some of the things that the world too easily lets us become just dragged into. You know, whether it's, um, I might say, of course, this is more of a man's issue, whether it's looking at porn or a, a woman's issue, maybe even women could struggle with that. When we're not just being dragged into the things that dishonor God and we're facing trials, will we really live up to? Will we really be who God has called us to be? Often our trials are not because we have sinned, which they can be, and then we need to repent but because God is perfecting us. So don't think it's strange, the Lord says, concerning the fiery trials, which are here to try you. And so it goes on to say that we can be glad, particularly we should be glad, not when we've done a sin, but because when we're actually being tried because of our Christian faith, because then we're partakers of Christ's suffering. And it says, if you are ever reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. Oh, my goodness. Again, we don't often face that in, in our culture. We don't often, aren't often reproached for the name of Christ, though I can't say. You know, at one point, uh, part of our academy here, part of our ministry was shut down by Facebook because of we were saying what we believe the Bible says about male and female relationships, and so they shut us down. So you might say that was a a minor form of a type of being persecuted. But friends, the Lord says that if ever, if ever we are being reproached because of the name of Christ, blessed are you. So I'm Audrey Marie, the voice of Christian Liberty. I thought I'd talk a little bit about trials today to encourage you that if you're facing a trial, if it's because of something you've did that you shouldn't have, Seek God's forgiveness and others too. God will willingly forgive you. 
And if not, there's nothing you could say that's come to your conscience that you've done, then recognize that the Lord says, don't think it's strange. Trials will come into your life. But consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith will produce endurance and will perfect you. Friends, that's a gift. So I'm Audrey Marie, the voice of Christian liberty. Certainly this past year, COVID, the pandemic, has been a trial. But friends, we're being perfected to be Christ's bride. So rejoice. God bless you. This is Audrey Marie, the voice of Christian liberty. You have just heard from the voice of Christian liberty and homeschools.org the radio ministry emanating from our beautiful 12-acre campus and historic 200,000-square-foot building in the heart of Arlington Heights. For over 54 years, this ministry has continued to build upon the historical riches of God's wisdom and knowledge and the labors of hundreds of faithful servants. If you are looking for a God-honoring school, consider Christian Liberty Academy. Students preschool through 12th grade attend our on-campus academy in Arlington Heights, coming from a 20-mile radius. We are minutes from the Metra train line. And parents, if you are desiring to nurture your children in your home with a Christ-centered curriculum, we serve thousands of families throughout the world through our home education program and services. We have pioneered the modern homeschool movement, and we can help you from a single book to a complete curriculum. We partner with parents to raise strong, respectful, compassionate, Christ-fearing, outstanding young men and women of character and purpose. Visit ChristianLiberty.com to find out more about Christian Liberty Academy and our excellent academic, athletic, and arts programs, our full-service homeschool program class that includes testing, report cards, transcripts, and more, plus the many books and resources produced by Christian Liberty Press and other excellent publishers. And visit us on Sunday for a morning Bible study and worship service that starts at 10 a.m. Visit ChristianLiberty.com or call 847-385-2012.